0: Last time on Universe R.J. Oh my
1: god. What? Nicholas Cage is... Holy <laughs> shit!
0: Greetings, humans. You are now listening to the universe according to Rex and
2: Jonah.
1: humans, and welcome to the universe according <laughs> to Rex and Jonas. I am Jonas the Brown. And I am Rex the Black. And
0: today we have a very special guest who is of uh, the the eggshell?
1: What,
0: what, what should we say? The pe- the pink? The pale? Well,
1: he's a little bit darker than eggshell.
3: I mean, I'm okay. definitely white, but I'm from, like, Eastern Europe and all that, so I'm like, I'm fun white. Fun white. The fun white. He's, fun he's white. like...
0: He's like mayonnaise, but with a little extra something, something in there. Mm. There it is. Thousand
3: Island. You uh,
1: can You can't, can't claim. <laughs> you can't claim the white because Heather Christensen already claimed the white. Oh, yeah, that that makes yeah, more right. sense. Yes. So well, let us make. We'll make you the eggshell. Cool. I'll take it. Yeah. All right. And uh, if you guys don't know that wonderful voice, uh, please welcome to the episode of the Potterless Podcast. Mr. Mike Schubert, the eggshell.
3: Hello, how's it going? I struggle with being between the second darkest and third darkest emoji shade on the iPhone. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You're just like, I'm sorry, sorry. For me. Second,
3: second from this... the lightest and third from the lightest.
1: <laughs> do you think, uh, this isn't exactly me. Do you think Asian people are like, ah, do I choose this yellow version? Oh. yellow version
3: oh no my whole thing was like yellow is <laughs> the one where you're like don't worry it's not racist but you've opened a new door
0: <laughs> yeah, this could only be offenses with, like people who live in Springfield or something <laughs> that's true about this.
3: the other problem with the emoji thing is that you have because there's like super pale and then there's like not as pale white and then there's like the one that really depends on the emoji which is what I usually go with but the problem is the the second from the left white guy has mm-hmm. it, it goes like black hair and then blonde hair, which I have yeah. neither of, so I have to go to the third one, and then like depending <laughs> on what the emoji is, sometimes like no, 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 that guy is not white, but then the other one we're like eh, that could pass as like me, a tan person. It's oh man, the struggles of me, it's so hard. Gosh, <laughs> so hard being being, a, being huh? a tan white dude in 2019 <laughs> is so hard. Gosh,
0: this is what you can't I don't compliment get. my olive skin, damn, you
1: <laughs> son of a bitch this is what I don't get a lot of people want to go to tanning salons and want to get darker skin and I'm just like why you know how the world is today why would you want darker skin or just like more white?
3: orangey skin it, oh.
1: Ugh. Uh, we don't talk about that color anymore so. <laughs> <clears throat> that color on skin at least uh-huh. yeah the, the oranges are delicious orange people mm. not so delicious not so delicious Anyways guys, today's episode's a little bit different. It's not really a, well, it's kind of like a movie review, but it, we're kicking it old school. Oh, nice.
0: Yeah, it's not going to be like our typical movie reviews where we're talking about like a comic book movie or an action film. This is a this is a this is a special kind of old school movie. This is a movie from the 80s From the 80s
1: This movie is unapologetically 80s by the way Yeah Oh it's so It shoves the 80s down your fucking throat So the reason why we chose this movie Which we'll get to Is because <laughs> This is the best reason ever <laughs> It is It is Like Rex and I were talking about this They were like What can we do with his with shoes And then we mentioned this movie And they were like Yes because he has never seen it But he mentions it all the time Mm-hmm. And I remember we called, we kind of called you out of uh, on it way back before about it, and um, I think you said Electric Boogaloo. We we watched Breaking Into Electric Boogaloo, <laughs> and in a text oh, message God. chain or group chat, she was kept saying oh, no. something to Electric Boogaloo, and then one day I just go, "Have you seen that movie?" And he was just like, "No,", no. and Re- I- <laughs> Rex Rexley got. Was like, what the fuck? I've also like I've
3: also never seen Too Fast, Too Furious, and I make that joke all wow. the time too.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> what do you
3: mean? Hey, I've made a career <laughs> off of not reading slash watching stuff and then doing it later. So there's methods to my that's madness. True.
1: Looks like hey, Rex. <laughs> looks like we're watching Too Fast, Too Furious next week. James. Oh man,
0: I'm glad it's on Netflix. I was <laughs> oh, watching it's on Netflix Tokyo now. Drift. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. I was watching Tokyo Drift last fucking night. Ooh. Oh, nice. By the way, that movie you... is so
1: weird. <laughs> there is a um, there is a Fast and Furious um, parody, and the guy, the lead character in that movie, looks almost like Shubes, and like kind of Ooh. almost acts like Shubes. <gasps> I, I I made a vine about it way back is when, when I first a saw it. Faster
0: car or something like yeah, or fast, fast cars or something or something. Yeah, I, that's on Netflix too. Yeah,
1: I gotta watch it. Yeah, but <laughs> um, but yeah, th- today we watched uh, Breaking Two, Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. It is. I was telling Shubes and Rex, it's uh, my brother showed me this movie when I was younger, and it's honestly the movie that got me into dancing, like. All that dancing stuff, I I copied from there, and I would you know like learn how to pop and lock and and do all those other kind of dance moves. I didn't learn how to break dance because I didn't have the athleticism for it, and I was a chubby little boy. But It'd be uh, like that, same I, thing, bro. And there, yeah, there's also not that
3: much break dancing in a movie called Breakin' too. <laughs> it, <Yeah. laughs> it really yes. should be called like Pop locking and other ugly dancing too. <laughs>
1: Electric
0: boogaloo. <laughs>
1: hey, it is not ugly dancing. Some of it is
3: really How good, but some of it, you. it's like, what are you guys doing?
0: This uh, is the thing. I know it. I know what Shoes is saying because those isolated shots where it's just like people's hands, like uh, uh, you know, yeah. shaking and stuff, it's really unappealing looking. But when you see an entire body mm-hmm, doing it, mm-hmm. like yeah. it looks good. Seeing
1: that hand, those two hands just by itself shaking uncontrollably, it's a little yeah. weird looking. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah. So she was to say that there's not a lot of breaking and I and I get that because um when people think about breaking or break dancing they think of all the flips and the turns and stuff but uh when I grew up, breaking was all things that had to do with the dance like popping and locking and housing and top rock Teddy. and B boy and Tutty, Tutting's like a big thing. I was I was fascinated with locking, which is the the movement where they where they roll their wrist a lot mm-hmm. and then point. That's a lot of uh, locking and popping. People don't know the difference sometimes because they hear popping yeah. lock, so they just don't understand those. I'm talking very technically because I really enjoyed this movie. <laughs> oh
3: yeah, yeah. It's like so not it's, a good film, but it is amazingly enjoyable.
0: Thing yeah it's a good film. it's not a good film but it's a fucking yeah exactly
1: <laughs> uh would it would this movie be considered a musical
3: there are no the there's thing. no singing except the song that they use in the dance battle does narrate what happens so that part is at <laughs> least does. a musical
1: yeah but like a lot of this stuff is incredulous in a real world which we'll talk about. There's
3: a term for it. And I forget what it is because it sounds fancy and professional, but I went to see, um, Anna and the apocalypse, which is a zombie Christmas musical with, with one of my buddies, Noah, who is like very knowledgeable about films and all that. And there's, there's some sort of word to determine whether or not when you have a musical or a musical film, whether or not like the songs that they're singing, if other people can hear them and stuff. Mm Uh, and, and in the apocalypse like breaks back and forth between like things that no one else can hear except for the character singing or times when everyone can hear what is being sung and that's what makes it really fun i think definitely for break-in it is the stuff where it is not like no one it's supposed to be over the top especially the doctor scene like once that happens you're like ah yes okay <laughs> it has <laughs> been confirmed movie. that these things when they do the big dancing numbers are not happening. <laughs>
0: Yes, this movie made me realize, like, because I did musical theater when I was in high school, Mm -hmm. and I understood why people thought it was weird. But then I watched Breaking again as an adult, because I haven't seen it in like a few years now. Yeah, and it made me realize why people think musicals are fucking weird, (laughs) because the situations in which they start, like Shub said, with the fucking hospital. Not only the hospital, the fuck dance
3: battle. That was weird. Yeah, I was so hyped for the dance battle because when they have it in the club or whatever that place is, I was like, yo, let's go. I was waiting for like Beat It, the music video, but in a film. And then it didn't yeah. happen and I was super sad, but then when it gets started up again, I was like, oh, finally we're gonna get the dance battle. And then it was just not good. I was very disappointed. <laughs> like, I just wanted it to be, like, a dance battle. And it was, like... The one, it was the one like, under the
1: bridge? Yeah. It was, like,
3: too yeah. choreographed fighty. Like, it had too much yeah. of a West Side Story vibe where they're, like, dance fighting. I don't think anyone watches West Side Story and they're, shots. like, yeah, good moves.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like, when you're an electro, whatever they call it, <laughs> Electro rock. But, like, I will say this. I don't know why. I just thought... I was watching... Like, like Rex, right, I haven't seen this in years as well, but... When um, when uh, Ozone like grabs the the spray paint can and goes, "You're the loser, punk!" Mm. and like throws this. Sp- I was like, "That's badass." He's also wearing a leather vest <laughs> with like his cleavage showing. <laughs> I Rock couldn't. Almost. Ozone <laughs> yeah.
3: calls a lot of people punk in this film, yeah. and it's always satisfying.
1: There's always a, there's a lot of like old school, old school terms in here, like turkey or jive I or suck stuff like up. that yeah, yeah. yeah and it's like the 80s very much so, <laughs> it's, yeah. so it, it was
0: very like, weird but kind of worked i was talking to my mom about this movie because uh she loved breaking to like all all the breaking movies she loved that shit when she was younger and it was like right around her time of like being a teenager mm-hmm. so i was like yeah i'm gonna be talking to some people about this movie on a podcast and she was like you know he was about 40 when he made that movie. And I was like, "Who?" Ozone? <laughs> he was like Ozone? Ozone. He was like, "Wow." He's old as fuck apparently. So that probably is why he's calling people sucker in Turkey uh... even though it's like 1984 or some shit. Wow. Was just like, that was sense. He looks Dude, hella young in that movie. Oh yeah, he's probably not 40, 40, but he's he's older mm-hmm. apparently. Well, His good. name oh, is uh,
1: Adolf His name is Adolfo Quinones but he also goes by Shabadoo.
3: Shabadoom. Shabadoo.
1: Um, yeah. And Boogaloo Shrimp. Boogaloo Shrimp, which is the turbo. Oh. So. Oh.
3: The movie so, is named I after him. love the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. And I just knew that when they do the dance battle thing, they call him Shabadoom Boogaloo Shrimp. And now I know why. You get it. Oh, See?
1: there you go. That's their actual, that's their actual dance names. So. Yeah.
3: Ah, that's very good. I will say that, uh, that, uh, not, not Ozone. Who's the other one? I've already forgotten his name. Turbo. Turbo. Uh, turbo. turbo 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 looks strikingly like Andrew Wiggins I don't know if you guys watched the NBA but he looks just like one of the shooting guards on the Minnesota timberwolves and it was very fun for me <laughs> a basketball fan to imagine that Andrew Wiggins is in this movie
1: <laughs> is he Jesus. is he that tiny
3: no but in the face he's got a similar face, yeah. facial structure he also has like a gap in his teeth uh oh, okay. and a similar haircut yeah. before fact, before now Andrew funny. Wiggins has corners but
0: as you said it, I can't.
3: Right, that. once I saw it, I was like, "This guy kind of looks like Andrew Wiggins." <laughs> <laughs>
1: Shit. Uh, fun fact about uh, Boogaloo Shrimp, uh, also known as Michael Chambers, he played the good robot Bill in Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, so whoa. that's why the good, like, all the robot movements are really good because of him.
3: He was very good.
1: Wow. Um, whoa, hold up! I'm I'm like looking at their IMDb's, and I saw Adolfo Quinones had like recently come back mm. into acting, like. As of twenty thirteen, he he had not done anything since nineteen ninety-five. And then in twenty thirteen he came back and did a short called the hotel. He was in a TV movie in two thousand sixteen, and he is ru- he is rumored to be in a movie coming up called Ringsend.
3: Oh man, so I wanted you to weird. say breaking four, give us some more.
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> we are going to do a reboot. Also, Jonas. Fuck you, rapping counts, all right? <laughs> it's a part of the breaking trilogy. How dare you, all right? I didn't... Not to mention that Shabadoo was also in the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. Was he? In 1989, he Damn. was in an episode called Dance Season 1, Episode 15 as himself.
3: Good, I'm glad he was himself. Um, can I talk about something that I found fun in the film? Is that yes. I felt I felt like the whole film, and this is probably just because it is ridiculous. But I feel like the whole film is kind of like when you're drinking uh, like red wine, where like the first sip you're like ugh, and then a couple sips later you're like oh, this actually isn't bad. Uh, I feel like the movie got better as it went, as did the dancing, because in the very beginning yes. when they like meet outside of the. I don't know where they start, whether they're cleaning, because then they make their way towards the community center. I
1: think that's um, that's Ozone's place, oh, okay, like his area. Yeah. So
3: when they're in Ozone's place and then they're making their way towards the community center, the, the dancers, like their crew, they're the worst dancers. The best dancers are like the mailman and the construction worker and the <laughs> yeah. telephone yeah. pole repairman. Like, I was like, wait, these guys are way better than the dancers. And then as the movie goes on, like everyone gets better at dancing.
1: Which is yeah, like sh- what I don't like. That's what my thinking is. Like, is it musical esque? Because just randomly, people are just dancing. People mm-hmm. that are just on the streets are amazing dancers. Yes. Uh, Check do it. We- Check
0: it though. Here's some lore. Here's some lore.
1: Uh-huh.
0: I'm making this shit up right okay. now. Think about it though. Mailman, construction worker, cop, village people. <laughs> uh, they are village people. One two. Indian.
1: There's an Indian person just <laughs> popping and locking towards um, them.
0: It's Native American Jonas, how dare you? Sorry, my bad. God, what was I even gonna say? Oh yeah, (laughs) maybe, maybe, maybe these people who are working their nine to five jobs right now grew up in that community center and they Uh, already know how to dance. So when they see the kids coming through and they're like, oh, I remember when I used to do that and then they start doing it too. And the kids were like, oh yeah, old school, I see you. (laughs) And it's just, they're passing the torch of these kids like running it. down the street and not doing heroin, but instead dancing. Dancing, I like the that power a lot. of dance. This the movie guy. is the epitome of the power of dance. People's yeah. limbs magically heal from the power of fucking dance. No, no, no. that's some people crazy are brought shit.
1: back to life. People are brought mm-hmm. back to life. That shit the power too. Of dance. That shit's <laughs> wild. This, this doctor's like, uh, we lost him. Let's call it. And then like some nurses start dancing, and they just start going out of control. Then all of a sudden, the heart starts beating on this on this patient that has no cuts on him, but mm-hmm. they were doing no surgery on him, and uh comes back to life.
3: Yeah, now that we're 16 minutes into the podcast, should we, like, say what the plot is for anyone who doesn't know how
0: this <laughs> oh, movie yes. goes? Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: We should probably we uh, let
0: them know. Rex, go it, ahead. Jonas. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah. Cool, cool. All right, so Breaking 2 is a sequel to Breaking 1. I am very vague on what the plot of Breaking 1 is. I don't think it's that re- really that important. It's very superficial. It's
1: basically actually. just Kelly uh, is this. She's a traditional dancer like ballet yeah. and stuff, and then she finds out about hip hop dancing and finds Onzo and Turbo, and then she realizes this is what she wants to do, and like kind of does that. Like does that for throughout the movie, and then like is like oh I need to work. I need to work also. So she also gets a job doing uh, actual stage dancing. dancing
0: think of it like Save the Last Dance but before Save the Last Dance mm-hmm. that's an old movie too, shit, never <laughs> mind uh, but Breaking 2 is about Ozone and Shabadoo who are running a community center for at risk children in their neighborhood basically their community center is going to get torn down to so that that whole area can be gentrified and the movie is about Ozone, Turbo and Special K, Kelly Bennett as they call her raising money so that they cannot have so that the community center won't be torn down and that the kids will have somewhere to go i don't know how much this job pays i don't think it pays very much but the fact that kelly can risk her entire career (laughs) just to do this in the 80s says a lot about the age. Yeah, she turns
3: yeah. down the opportunity to dance for some unknown thing. They never say what it is, but she is just going to dance in Paris, but instead yeah. turns that down. Um, but if you see how rich her parents are, kind of makes sense of why.
1: She'll be fine. Mad, mad rich. Yeah. Mad rich. Super rich. To where they just throw $50,000 at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm.
0: Here, Not 50, even just $50,000. He offers to pay straight up all $200,000 mm-hmm. of yeah. the whole thing just so she'll go to princeton which her dad is dead like please go to princeton kelly go to princeton no dad i want to follow my dreams that's what kind of money we're dealing Mm -hmm. with it's a lot of money also kevin mcallister family money Mm -hmm. like that kind. we
1: i we don't know how rich kevin mcallister's dad is rex
0: (laughs) they were fucking balling jonas they were balling as fuck they don't even play those games (laughs) you know they were balling Man had Burberry on in 1995.
1: <laughs> the fuck you, mean. Um, uh, he ba- like we talked about this on another episode where he's like he paid for the whole family to go to Florida. I'm like I don't know if he paid for the whole family. Mm, um, he did first class. <laughs> um, first class. I will say this: Kelly is still a crush of mine in the 80s. Is she? Because I yeah. like the girl that
0: Ozone rejected. Oh no, more I than do She's
3: got a. She looks old.
0: Like, she, does. she was probably That's Ozone's probably age, but
3: didn't you. look great. Like Ozone, they're uh, probably the same age, but Ozone's like, I'm still looking young. He's got the Pharrell juice ch- going on. I,
0: I want to check how old he actually was during this yeah. movie. Yeah, okay. no, do that research. Um,
3: but what's what's bonkers about the money that they have to raise is the like the the reasoning and justification behind how the the city is going to tear this building down does not make sense. Yeah, at all. Basically, what's supposed to happen is that some rich dude who wants to build a shopping mall has goes to the city and the commissioner of something they don't say what she's the commissioner of, she's just the commissioner. uh, Yeah, they tell her, like, hey, this building is not stable, it needs to be repaired, and those repairs have to cost two hundred thousand dollars. And she's like, yup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she'd bring, oh, yeah, and, totally and it's so funny because at first she's like no where will the kids go blah 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 and then some other guy in the meeting is like well there's that club and she's like yeah and then she quick 180s and is anti-kid just because this one kid's like there's one
1: club in town that's good yeah. for the youth of our neighborhood and then like when they come and visit her she's like i'm on your side I'm like nah, no not really you're not yeah she's like i really
3: stuck my neck out for you guys i got you a 30 day grace period be like yo yeah. that's like the law
1: even even today, that's impossible oh. to to like get. Yeah, like as much like we see these we see people today like going through GoFundMe and stuff and earn like thousands of dollars in amount of days. But two hundred thousand dollars in thirty days, that's that's a stress. Also, in
3: nineteen eighty five, I did the inflection math. What it would uh-huh. be—that's four hundred fifty-five thousand dollars today. Goddamn. Uh, so Shit. that would be a lot harder. The other thing—I—I I used to work in mechanical engineering, and one time we were trying to do—we were trying to like do something that was like on our own land that my company owned, like in our parking lot. But it involved like excavating and partially uh-huh. into like a city street, and like the amount of paperwork and like bullshit bureaucrat stuff we had to do with the city of Kent, Washington took mm-hmm. forever and it was like our land and what we were doing was helping the environment like we were adding a filter to our like water drains and that mm-hmm. took like a year <laughs> so yeah this but dude that not it was like I want to tear this community center down and build a shopping mall and they're like all right can you give the kids 30 days fine like what is this government is like they Rex, are moving.
1: It... Oh, no, Shoots it doesn't matter because he's an evil white man (laughs) as you can tell by the way he looks well
3: also the way they talk it's so funny I just love the vague evil white accents that these people have where it's like not British but it's like definitely an evil accent where like these ruffians can't have a building (laughs) like not from any location it's just evil accent and then I don't know if you noticed this (laughs) but once all the evil white people become nice at the end of the movie like the construction dude and the dad they drop the evil accent and they talk differently when yeah, they become, I did nice, notice that with the they dad. talk more like they, regular people.
1: <laughs> yes,
0: because they start to realize that these street refugees are—they're just humans, just like the rest of us. Yes. Not lowly animals
1: who do heroin and
0: drive fast cars and
1: buy clothes. Mm-hmm. They just want to dance. They just want to dance. They just want to dance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will say that what the one person who did annoy me the lot, which was Derek. Kelly's fiance that
3: dude sucks his accents off the charts it oh varies it is not even evil accent he's just like
1: oh hello I'm a lawyer
3: it's awful
1: I have a note that says Derek is the whitest person ever (laughs) that's just a note he's like
3: iridescent he's so white
0: dude if you looked up the term pasty in the dictionary you see a picture of Derek just laughing (laughs) 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 laughing (laughs) (laughs) laughing People yeah. in Hollywood are always suing each other. <laughs> what
1: the fuck? Yeah,
3: it was some rough stuff.
1: Um, oh, man. Let me see. Uh, by the way, at that let's speak about Derek. I want to talk about that Derek part real quick. It's because Kelly is obviously she likes Ozone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: She never told <gasps> her couldn't? about Derek. Yeah, exactly. She never told about Derek. And then when he, he meets Derek, the mom's like, this is Derek, Kelly's fiance. No reaction from Ozone. And no like Kelly Kelly says she mouths something behind Derek, but I don't know if she's like, That's not my fiance. Yeah,
3: Ozone keeps <laughs> it together pretty well. The weird thing is that the mom is like She's a good guy, but also a complete pushover the whole time. Like, yeah. she wants to stand up for Kelly and tries to multiple times, but then like just lets the dad call all the shots. And then even after when Kevin shows up or Derek, sorry, uh, when Derek shows up, he could have been named Kevin. It would have been the same. It was
1: a really uh, white name. Uh, Kevin, when de- Kyle, <laughs> Chad,
3: Chad. Yeah, Broderick. Uh, when when <laughs> when <laughs> when, <laughs> when Derek shows up, uh, he like. Uh, uh, what the mother is like oh like after she leaves Kelly's like I don't know he was gonna be here She was like oh sorry your father insisted it's like yo but like you didn't have to call him fiance in front of ozone the the like at least vague boyfriend type
1: yeah it's, it is pretty everyone, obvious that
0: I think everyone in this movie I don't think Kelly and ozone are like dating I think everyone in the movie knows that they are at least fucking, mm-hmm. but they don't think that they're dating so it's just like ah whatever yeah
3: that is ozone's response to other unnamed girl who's like what are you and kelly going out and he goes what's the difference
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's like man, oh no. what Guys. happened between me and you ended a long time yeah, ago
3: not a good what you want me to do not a good answer when the question is <laughs> yeah. are you dating her and it's like what does it matter <laughs>
1: Guys, I want to let you guys know if you if you watch Breaking to Electric Boogaloo, that is not Ozone, who is in our studios right now. That is a that is a great impression by Mike Schubert right there. <laughs> That's a strong impression. Um, and I just love how, like, Turbo is
0: a complete opposite of Ozone, where Ozone's supposed to be like, oh yeah, I'm just this cool dancer instructor mentor to these kids even though I'm kind of terrible with women mm-hmm. and then Turbo's just like I'm a kid I'm a cartoon character <laughs> like making noises he literally makes a
3: Woody Woodpecker noise in the film yeah he
1: does he um I my favorite interaction with the two of them because they're obviously best friends is when he's trying to teach Turbo how to be like talk to girls yeah it's a very good and then it goes scene. into that yeah it goes into a very good uh, dance uh, number where it's he's teaching him how to dance with a girl, but then they see each other's girls dancing with that person. Yeah, they're using
3: a doll to instruct, but then when Ozone is watching Turbo dance, he imagines his own girlfriend dancing with Turbo, and then the vice versa for Turbo, and the girl who only speaks Spanish that he has a big crush on that has a very stereotypical voice uh, yes. throughout the film. Not a great look, but uh, that was a very fun scene. Also, the best scene in the whole movie is when Turbo is doing the solo dancing in the rotating house. That was Iconic. like, I don't think I blinked. That was incredible. That,
1: that is one of my favorite songs also. Like even like there's that scene where she's on the wall, like looking at Watching. him above mm-hmm. and I was like, how did they do that? It's so good. Very good. Uh, uh, but like, I love that song. Now that
2: I found you, girl, you know it's true.
3: The soundtrack is phenomenal. My, oh, my favorite being, I I had the Shazam app open the entire time. I was like every song. I was like, "What's this?" Oh my good, because I was unfamiliar with a lot of songs. My favorite being uh the song that's just called Dindada, which you will notice yeah. from that like Eminem Missy Pitbull Elliott song
1: or whatever. Oh, was it? Is it Eminem? It Pitbull? was
0: Pitbull. It's uh, it was just
3: shake. Pitbull. Was it just Pitbull? Wasn't Eminem in that song it's- too?
0: I don't think so. I think it was Pitbull and Lil Jon. Ah, uh, okay. I'm very sure. Hold on. No, I, yeah. You guys well, I, go. I'm going to double check. Yeah, but if it's you shake, guys don't know and the it's song. definitely Pitbull it's-
3: before he got, like, annoying, but he was still <laughs> Mr. Theory of My Hearts. But it's like the Din Da Da, Dum Dum, Dum Da Da, Dum Dum. And they're not in the original song, but yeah, that's in the new thing. But, like, that original song is phenomenal. It's Din Da Da by George Crane. Yeah.
0: That song is not even Pitbull's song it is shake by the yin yang twins featuring him. ah Damn. okay 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 yes uh close,
1: shout out to again. the yin yang twins shout out to you yang i yang twins. miss the uh, yin yang
3: twins like... all right quick poll who's everyone's favorite yin yang twin is it
1: uh the one that whispers a lot
0: yeah i it... think i like d i like d-rock oh d-rock was the one with the little hand okay i don't know <laughs> the names i just know them by the way
3: they talk in bad with two d's by mike jones
0: Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, There's D Rock and Kane. D Rock, Kane was the one that did all. The, rrr, rrr, yeah, yeah. taking the clothes D-rock off of <laughs> <laughs> Shake yeah. like
1: a soul Shake like a like a uh, uh,
2: <laughs> the club. I think she working.
1: <laughs> again, guys, the. Um, Whistle while you twerk. The Ying Yang Twins <laughs> are not in the studio. It is Great Impressions by Rex and, and Mike Schubert.
0: Um. Speaking of Hold on I just need to say Like we all remember The Whisper song right hey, you know, mama song? Let me whisper no. in That song's super creepy Oh okay. terrifying That's all I wanted to say oh, yeah. Where do you see my
2: mm. oh.
0: Where do you see my dick <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna beat that pussy up like he's, <laughs> he's harassing someone.
3: That's, well, that that's one of the songs where, like, when I'm I'm 26, and when that song came out, it's the era of like when I was listening to stuff. It would either be on the radio or TV or whatever, and everything would be edited. And I just yeah. like did yeah. not have access to the explicit versions. And there were a couple of songs when, like, going back now, I'd like remember I'd like oh right, this song, and then listen to it on Spotify. And I was like, that's how this song goes. Like, I remember yeah. listening also, to the, uh, the explicit version of into club and i was like what the fuck is happening oh,
1: yeah. also guys i can't believe they let skeet on the radio man nah. <laughs> they said skeet on the radio multiple times. multiple times no one
0: knew what it was they thought yeah. that they were talking about the character from doug nope mm-hmm. they're talking about <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: skeeter uh so <laughs> i like i i did like the um the whole community center itself. I thought it was very, like they, they paint, they had a great production value right there. Mm-hmm. Like, Cause I think breaking two, breaking one did so well that they were like, we have money. So let's do this.
3: Yeah. The review yeah. that I saw on uh, either IMDB or Ron Tomatoes or something, it was like, uh, it was like breaking two is enough fun that you ignore, you ignore it as the blatant cash grab that it is.
1: It, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh very. What oh, do you think? Yeah. Which feels very correct.
0: <laughs> like that whole movie is honestly, it's just one big music video mm-hmm. before like a little, like around the time MTV was becoming a thing. Like yeah. everybody who had a song in that movie probably took them dancing from that song oh, or from yeah. that movie and just made it their music video.
1: Oh, okay. I got a music video now. It's sweet. By the way, there are a lot of montages in this movie. Oh, like the yeah. fir- oh, the yeah. first, 15 minutes is montages yes the
3: first i i looked at the time like of the film when it happened but in the first i think like 18 minutes the only plot had been like hey we have a community center (laughs) and like that was it (laughs) there's there's a lot of plots in this movie there's a lot there's a lot of plot points but they all get resolved very quickly like there's one scene where turbo's like i have a crush on this girl and then the next scene is like the girl likes me and then it's like i have to try out for this french dance thing i got the job i turned it down like there's like eight different plots happening but they all get like they're all quickly like what's the problem or it's like what's the situation here's the problem it's resolved
1: yeah (laughs)
3: and then many 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 dance montages in between okay go
1: ahead
0: there's there's something that i just learned that is throwing me off a little bit. Okay. Hold on. Let me just double check. I just want to check the dates on this. Are we figuring out so, t- his age? <laughs> oh, no. I already figured out his age. When they, when these movies were made, um, Turbo, was tw- no, Turbo was 17. Okay. That oh, okay. seems correct. Kelly was 24, 25. Okay. Feels about right. Ozone was 29.
3: Oh, okay. okay. That's, That's what bad. I would have guessed.
0: Here's here's the thing that's throwing me off. Okay. Uh, Breaking One came out May fourth, nineteen eighty four. Uh huh. Breaking Two comes out December twenty first, nineteen eighty four. What? Whoa! Wait, is that for real? They came out. Yes, they came out the same fucking year. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit!
3: I'm not surprised, given like. It's not complex, there's not many locations. There are a lot of costume changes and a lot of choreography. How yeah. would you just churn out a movie that quick? Unless Wait, they okay. pulled Dude. it back to the future thing where they filmed, they filmed them back to back.
0: Because breaking one made its budget like super hard. What, um, it was.
1: What, how many months is it between? Uh, like seven. Seven, seven, seven months.
3: Yep. That's so fast
0: they probably I like feel like they had leftover footage
1: I think I think Breaking 1 did so well they were like okay we gotta make another movie and then the people that wrote Breaking 1 were like we already have a storyline
3: uh, and, and also I it, mean it's not a very complex storyline we don't it's a we we have to raise money for a building we're gonna lose oh no we have
1: several we have several storylines and like put all of them in there
3: i mean it was just like all the like cookie cutter storylines and they just went with all of them like you have the don't tell me what to do mom storyline you have the like community has to go together to stop evil corporation from taking something away you have gangs don't get along but then ultimately resolve their differences you have guy has a crush on a girl you have uh (laughs) like uh injury happens to someone and then miraculously returns it's like every cliche just like is there weird love triangle with this girl that used to be with ozone like every cliche cookie cutter thing is in the movie they just said yes to all of them
1: yeah do it do it all right now same movie Um, that's what makes this movie so 80s Mm -hmm. Uh, I will I feel so bad because the girl that plays Kelly uh, Lucinda Dickey she hasn't made anything Mm -hmm. since 1990 Hmm. shit really she's probably just living her life so yo Lucinda Dickey Show. But she does make an appearance as herself in a uh documentary called Electric Boogaloo, The Wild Untold Story of Canon Films. Ooh. So wow. all the all the movies that were done under Canon Films, which is like a lot. Was, apparently they made like hundreds just like pumping them out. And it, like some were bad, some were good. And that's it. Oh,
0: I know what she's doing these days. Uh, uh she retired in, from acting in nineteen ninety and lives in California with her husband. Craig Pilgian or Pilgian Pilgian maybe I don't know who is a co executive producer for the reality TV show Survivor. Whoa,
3: wow. okay, so she's getting in she that Jeff Probst money.
1: Work anymore. Yeah, she got money. She ain't gotta work. Here.
3: Here's something that I wanted here. to discuss in the film that I thought was very fun. Uh, whatever town they're in, are they in San Francisco? It looked like they were in San Francisco.
0: They're in Los Angeles. Oh, it's Los
3: Angeles. Okay, so yeah. I don't know what uh what. Like Building developers are in there But the window integrity in this town In Los Angeles is not very good Because (laughs) at one point in the film a window is broken By a can of spray paint And then later in the film a window is broken by A tennis ball (laughs) There is some shady craftsmanship in this town
0: It's an empty can of spray (laughs) paint (laughs) And he just goes Electro (laughs) (laughs) rocks Because at first I was like, "That's not a fucking rock. That's, <laughs> that's a paint can." That's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> At the first thing I was like, "Did they call spray paint cans electro rocks?" Like, is this some kind? Of, is it like that drug from fucking Furious Road where they spray it on their face like oh. the War Boys did? Like, what
1: the fuck, electro rocks? Yes. For anyone confused,
3: they... the evil gang is called the Electro Rock.
1: <laughs> but I would love it if they just called spray paint cans Electro like, Rocks. Electro Rocks. Hey give me some of those electro rocks right over
0: there and then they just what me. colors do you want uh I want sparkly red and effervescent blue <laughs> <laughs>
1: um,
3: let me see. radiant ruby shimmering sapphire so, electric emerald
1: <laughs> <so> <laughs> electric emerald that is a color that I would want um I know you didn't like the dance the dance battle uh was just, it was just a letdown
3: streets. i wanted I just wanted beat at the music video. <laughs>
1: But I could I, I understand where you're coming from on that one. But I will say this the best part about that dance scene is that randomly they just pull out nunchucks. Whoa, very good. A
3: very great moment.
1: And I was like, Whoa, I forgot about that. I was like, whoa, what's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: wow! and then they all section off into uh, their like leader versus leader, second in command, second in man, the women versus the women, yeah. and just go off and dance mm-hmm. at each yeah, other. While the song tells them like, that
3: they're fighting one on one.
0: <laughs> like what? Uh, I just want to be a person who walks up under that bridge and sees that and just like what the fuck is going on <laughs> they're not even hitting each other it was right
3: very Power like, Rangers-esque ass. where it's like big group fight that like turns into individual one on one battles like it was literally dance Power Rangers
0: I'm surprised like there wasn't one big guy <laughs> in the Electro Rocks who shows up and is like, ha, 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 I can outdance all of you. <laughs> and they're just like, oh my God, his vibrations are too strong. Get the Mega Dance Zord. <laughs> mm.
3: uh, speaking of Rika Rika, Ice-T and his band. Yeah. <laughs> speaking
1: of Rika Rika.
3: Ice-T's leather studded outfit in the club is fantastic.
1: It's mm. amazing. He it is amazing how tiny he was back then. Mm-hmm. He's he's still tiny. He's short as fuck. He's I just think James means
3: skinny. Him.
1: Like skinny. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh he's yeah he's
3: wiry.
0: Yeah. He looks like a he looks like a dirtier prince in this movie.
3: Mm. <laughs> I can see it.
1: Uh let me see. Um what else happened in this movie that we could talk about that's great. Uh oh, the fashion in this uh. movie. Oh, it's it, absolutely brilliant. Oh, yeah. I like I wish I could pull that off. I wish I could pull off a crop top like Ozone Mhm. Bitch, me too.
0: Like I would wear a crop top all the fucking time. I don't care who would look at me weird like, "Oh man, that dude over there, he he wears crop tops when he takes out the trash." Like, bitch, so what? Look at my abs Yeah, I like that they dress rock. up.
1: <laughs> 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 Punk.
3: They dress up to like clean things like they're like when they're like sweeping his backyard they look nice their outfits are on point
1: yeah, uh, yeah. They, there's so many like random style things like Ozone has like a hat that has like a, a rabbit's foot or something like some kind yeah. of foxtail mm-hmm. I was like that's dope I don't know why that's dope Uh he's got like a union soldier hat or some shit at one point in the movie like a civil war hat
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah, Turbo has multiple marching band like sergeant pepper outfits yeah. he's got more than one it's very good
1: yeah he's like i want to look at their closets just where'd you get all of this
0: show? it's can, fantastic
1: can i have it i need to find we need to find some marching band type outfits and wear it for halloween oh, God, hey rex let's, mean, let's go to like, let's go to new york for halloween visit Shubes, come through and we all through. dress up we'll all dress up like characters from i'll uh, be kelly i'll be <laughs> kelly <break>. <laughs> <laughs> kelly's like kelly. wait what'd you say you're gonna be me <laughs> I
3: right. I will be Kelly specifically the outfit that she auditions for fr- the France thing in which is a wild leotard situation. Yes, very revealing.
1: Let's all dress just... up
0: like different types of Kellys.
3: Ooh, ooh!
0: I want to be. I was I was gonna say I want to be Turbo in the hospital. Oh, that'd be a good one <laughs> with the sock on his fucking cast. That'd be a
3: very very good one. One thing that I thought was very very fun. Speaking of Kelly, was her uh, her big like moment where she says like screw it i want to i want to stay and like help miracles the the community center like stay afloat she tells her agent who's urging her to like like you got to leave now they're expecting you in france tomorrow in most movies they would just be like Say something like really sassy and dramatic that would just be like, "Tell him I don't need them or some sort of one-liner. But I love the honesty of her line, which is, "Well, let them hire someone else or get me a different ticket or something." And then she leaves. I love that she doesn't have the definitive, like douchey, like staunch thing in a movie where it's like, "I'm going to say this cool one-liner and look cool." I like that she leaves it open to like, "Well, maybe just like delay my flight by one
0: day."
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Why couldn't she leave do that, that door before? open? Yeah think of a sick french one liner like t- you can take that france contract and shove it in your omelette du fromage nice mm. yeah.
3: tell See, them they um, socceray blew it
1: oh, oh. god <laughs> god damn it why is that so good
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is my arc du triomphe
0: <laughs> sorry you win some you lose so. Ooh.
1: <laughs> I, I can't think of any. I'm such a horrible. Why don't person. you tell
0: them
3: to <laughs> rine about it?
0: I'm yeah. not gonna car go. No- <laughs> I don't give a Notre Dame. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll, well, tell them they can bag it. Ah, oh, there you go. You got there. You got there. I got. So I got one. Uh, I was trying to think of, like, Eiffel Tower or Awful Tower. I don't know. Mm. I couldn't think of anything good enough. Sorry to shower on your Eiffel Tower, but
0: I'm not going to Paris. Speaking of things
3: that rhyme with Tower, was the reporter's name really Howard Howard?
0: Dude! Yes, it was! (laughs) Hi there, I'm Howard Howard. I feel like they didn't give him a name and he just made one for himself. (laughs) (laughs) Just to be a dick, I'm Howard Howard now fuck them.
3: he did that just so that in the credits it can't say reporter they have to credit him as howard howard, oh, howard.
0: <laughs> also the way that they convinced whatever the construction work douglas uh, proper douglas whatever his name is that dick the way that they convinced him to give them ten thousand dollars was just
3: it was great except but also was... ten thousand's gotta be nothing to that dude yeah
1: you would think, but in the 80s, though? I still, well,
3: it would have been like 25K. Yeah, Kelly's dad was, just,
1: yeah, of, Kel, Kelly's yeah, dad was just tossing around 200K like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. And Tossing 200K and sending her to Princeton like shit. The best
3: is that the Douglas Construction Company had his assistant or Randall, whatever role he is in the whole picture. He turns, he is like the main facilitator of all the government-like bullshit to help Get the kids kicked out and try to get the place, you know, sold to the city so they can tear it down. But then in the courtroom scene, when all the the breakers break in and start dancing and, and protesting, he his whole character redemption arc is ignited by the fact that the people call him whack, and he's like, huh, 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 yeah, whack. And then like in the next scene, he's like, you know what? I love the kids, and I'm going to fight in their behalf because they called him whack. Yeah,
1: it was. I don't want to be. Whack in the eyes of the youth.
3: I am not oh, whack.
1: Whack. It was, and they called him so many more stuff. Like they messed with him way more. And then the whack came along. And he's like, what "The fuck?" Whoa. The whack is
3: Whoa. the whack is his Marty McFly chicken. Where if you say whack, he will do whatever you need him to do.
0: Exactly. Hold on, my kids think that I'm cool. I'm not whack, you little fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it just goes into a straight cussing, and he's. The kids are like just starts calling over everybody slurs. you like, you goddamn you son of a you fucking, <laughs> fucking you, get your black ass back to the ghetto, you fucking porch monkey. Like he just Damn. loses it. Has has a, a what's his fucking name? A Kramer esque meltdown. Right and then right one kid just everyone.
1: says, you know what, man, you're whack. And then he just huh? he gets bad offended. He's Whoa. Like, <laughs> Whoa, how dare that you? struck
3: me to my that's core. That's like calling
1: me. That's like calling
0: me racist. Okay, I'm anything but. <laughs> Didn't you just call me a porch porch?
1: Mo- no, I didn't. No, that wasn't me. That was this guy, the evil yeah. one. Look this evil. Look at this dude. He's he looks like. Look at him.
3: Speaking of not me, but someone else. Uh, anyone notice that Turbo's stunt double when he fell down the stairs was definitely thirty-five years old?
1: <laughs> oh. No, I didn't notice that because I was too. In- I was too engaged in what was happening.
3: His stunt double was a grown ass man.
0: That <laughs> I man. He was taller than turbo too i was like oh oh he he grew for
1: them stairs did he oh, and got
3: a different haircut
1: uh, uh, <laughs> the uh the constructors work construction workers did not really care that much that he fell. like they just stared at him just like
0: huh. they didn't care that he fell one of them had his shirt open chasing after him for some reason it was a weird scene mm-hmm. well, you know, all because hot. he
3: stole he just, their lunch yeah.
0: like give me my lunch back opens up shirt starts running full speed after a teenager <laughs> Like,
1: whoa, dude, you need to calm down. It's a hot day in L.A., dude. You gotta you gotta open that shirt up.
0: Also, the police don't exist in this universe. They, they do
3: not. They were not in the film at all.
0: Because, like, I don't want to peg this movie for being unrealistic. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if this had happened in real life, you know how many people would have been in jail just for a bunch of kids standing in front of a construction future construction everybody
1: but also like look they Turbo can dance on the ceiling a whole hospital can be choreographically together in a dance movement but once there's no police officers in this world that's where you lose me Mm. that's the realism is gone it's just completely shit now
0: no cops not one cop Except for the one in the beginning, writing the ticket, who started dancing. Oh. You know what? I know what it is now. Cops didn't show up. They're on the take because they're also too busy breaking. Ah,
1: mm. so
3: there we
1: go. They, they decide go. to dance on stage and give uh, because they're part of the community center. Proud of them. And they're like, yeah, we love black people. <laughs> you never Sick. hear that. No. You, you don't hear that a lot. You don't. <laughs> Cops says loves black people. No one believes him.
0: More to love Uh, (laughs) let's see
1: what else uh...
3: the eye eye contact that the singers at the club make with the camera too much
1: yeah too much Oh, yeah. just
3: in general for the film there's too much eye contact the main offenders are not the main singer but the secondary singer of the lady group that Mm -hmm. is at the club and at the end of the film and then Ozone makes a decent amount of eye contact during his little solo bit which is far inferior to Turbo's solo dance bit which
1: which Which solo bit? The one where he's on the roof? Where
3: he's like, yeah, where he's on the roof. It's just like that's like his solo. And it just wasn't it wasn't good because like Ozone is a very good dancer. Mm -hmm. But he's like he relies too much on like the gimmicky stuff, like the facial expressions and like the silly poses of pop locking. Mm -hmm. Whereas like Turbo Dancing on the ceiling stuff was just like good dancing for three and a half minutes. It was. And I felt that Ozone was just like a bit too Showmanship performative-y I just wanted to see him like kill it Like he needed to like Kevin Bacon In the abandoned warehouse footloose Just like kill it with Act like no one's watching kind of thing Whereas I feel like Ozone's MO And this makes sense of why he makes so much eye contact with the camera Like his MO is like everyone is always watching me I'm Ozone Mm -hmm. And then six people appear from the behind of a tree And all go out side to side in unison Which does happen
0: Uh, Also like You mentioned footloose (laughs) This movie makes Footloose make more sense. <laughs> like, there's a reason that they <gasps> banned dancing. Yeah, this
3: is a town, <gasps> oh, these, it's, these are, these movies happen in the same universe and someone saw what happened to that town and then the guy was like, not in my town.
0: <laughs> we won't have a bunch of Negroes and Hispanics running around dancing and turning hospitals into jungle gymborees, not around here. Are there any, we are religious. are there any
3: non-white people in Footloose?
0: No, in the original, I don't, I don't think well, so. Uh, like, there's a bunch but it's of also like they're in people like in the they're in
3: like Nebraska, right? So like yeah. maybe that kind of makes sense.
0: I want to know what year footloose came out in. Had to be like 86 or 87. I want to say 87. They came out the same, same fucking year, year. It makes wow. sense. Same universe. How was I not same alive universe. in
3: 1984?
0: Shit. There's so I much missed I miss my prime. Year. So many
3: dancing films.
0: So many.
3: When's the last time we got a step up sequel?
0: Fuck. Flashdance came out the year before that. Dirty Dancing came out like two years after. Damn. Like, this was the time, man.
1: The 80s Fuck. were all about dance. Yeah. If you weren't dancing, were you even born in the 80s? Probably,
3: probably not.
1: Probably not. You know what? Fuck it. Footloose is a part of the fucking we, breaking we, universe. I mm-hmm, don't care what, mm-hmm. that's what, that's what uh That's what I'm saying also. By the way, okay, so... It, we Since we have a special guest, we're going to do, Ooh. like, a – just a quick reboot. Like, because we do reboot episodes, uh, shoots okay. where we take a TV show or a cartoon mm-hmm. or something and see how we would reboot it. After seeing this movie, if you could reboot this series, just say just this movie, Breaking 2, mm-hmm. what would you do?
3: So, is it taking place in modern times? Yes. Okay. Um – I still like what's shockingly accurate is like the theme of a place being gentrified because it's in prime real estate location Mm -hmm. that could still hold true. Like that doesn't have to change, probably have to change some of the government stuff so that it's a bit more believable rather than just like, Hey, you should tear this building down. And they're like, you know what? We should, uh, that could probably be a little different. Um, but, uh, I would probably keep that same central theme. I like I still also like the same thing of like community center keep kids off the street kind of thing. Obviously like yeah. the style of dancing would have to be something more modern. But I, I mean I don't know that I would change that much. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's one of the, like the movie is so like the movie knows what it is and you go into the movie knowing what it is that like you don't have to change too many things about it. But I would just probably make it like a little less like having all of the clichés and tropes and stuff though they're, though those are fun I feel like you gotta like make it a little
0: different yeah. I don't know exactly
3: uh, there's just like it's so fun I don't know what to change
0: okay I got yeah, an idea tell us this movie has to be co-produced by kids bopping <laughs>
3: oh no 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 no, no. <laughs>
0: it has to be co-produced by them both and it has to be directed let me make sure I get this dude's name right it has to be directed by the dude who did the Step Up movies. So th- I
3: was gonna say I wanted to have like a Step Up vibe.
0: Yeah, it's gotta have moose from Step Up in it. Yes.
3: Mm-hmm. I also it's be- also either Stomp the know. Yard or what was the other one that came out in the same year? That was the uh, same thing. Uh, uh, Stomp the yard, Stomp the Yard or the yard. Uh, what was the other movie? Oh
1: God, it's on the tip of my tongue too.
0: You might be thinking a drumline, but
3: no, I think those are
0: the, no,
1: they're not the same.
3: It was something. It's like, oh, you got served. Oh, Is that it?
1: You got served. <laughs> Who, by the Shit, way, we don't have fun. the Noelle Miller from uh from YouTube had pointed out perfectly that the bad guy from You Got Served looked exactly like Logan Paul.
2: Oh
3: no! Have you
1: seen Have you seen the bad Ugh. guy from You Got Served recently?
3: I am Googling yeah. you got served bad guy.
1: Had, Holy looks, shit. He looks exactly like yeah. Logan Paul.
3: It's weird. It's like, it's definitely like 2004 Logan Paul. Like, if Logan Paul was lot... Oh my God. It's literally. Oh my. Oh, like the That is a structure. striking. It is like if if someone went to Logan Paul and was like, hi, dress like you're in 2004. We're going to need you to, you know, bleach blonde your hair, put it in like rough Liberty spikes and grow a goatee <laughs> like this looks like Logan Paul 2004 edition. Oh, my goodness.
0: It's it's a little unsettling. Wow. Honestly,
3: Yeah. So I would say like for a, a reboot of this, it's got to have the, the dance moves and stuff more of the style mm-hmm. of. Of these movies, or like an usher music video, or something like that, um oh, oh ooh, you know uh, so here's something that it's I feel like this will be a better take in like two years because and and I had a feeling about this like i when when party rock anthem came out, mm-hmm. it was amazing and fantastic, and the dancing is very good, and then it like very quickly, like any song, gets overplayed to death, yeah, but this year with that meme going around on Twitter where it was like Party Rock Anthem is the same BPM as Uptown Girl Yes. like I think that was just the thing that needed Party Rock to come back and be like you know what I don't hate this (laughs) because then like I started watching the music video because I watched like every iteration of Party Rock Anthem as the same BPM as Underscore and had a big deep dive and like by the end of that night I was like you know what like at the end of the day, like these clothing styles were very obnoxious and fun, and the dancing is very good. Yeah. If you had that kind of vibe in Break and Four, give me some more. <laughs> I would be down. Uh, I would support it on the dance. Probably floor. not with the LMFAO, LMFAO dudes. Yeah. Uh, but kind of like the vibe from like the noise sketch of Key and Peel like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd be down with that. Uh
1: yeah. what I didn't like from like dance dance movies that we get today, like choreographed dance movies, is like they'll do a dance battle in a club and everyone is choreographed dancing to the same yeah. song. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that's just not how that works because you don't know yeah, what song yeah, they're yeah, going to yeah. play. So how do you totally. know it works? Uh, that's
0: why I like You Got Served because it made sense. Like they're a dance crew. They're going to dance mm-hmm. the same. But when they're in the club, everyone's around them like, oh, oh shit, look at it! Oh, he just over, ha, ha, ha. Like that's how it's supposed mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. Everyone I, gathers in a circle, watches you battle.
3: I think that's what was lacking in the dance battle in Breaking 2 is that everything was choreographed and they were doing like mm. rehearsed numbers where I wanted it to be more, more like what a real dance battle would be like now or like a rap battle where you that's just have like, like someone go in and just like whatever song is playing, like it's just one dude just like go in and it's more of like one-on-one with all of your crew yeah. around you and you really just want like all the reactions, yeah. like you want everyone doing the like, oh, like the NBA bench reactions after a dunk mm-hmm. or like the way people used to react to good jokes on Yo Mama starring Wilmer Valderrama <laughs> from MTV2. Like you need the reactions to make it. Yeah. and. I wanted more just like one person going in killing it one you know trade out someone else go in, kill it just like have more of that and less of the like three people step forward and do a thing that they've clearly rehearsed because it's more fun like you're saying Jonas like when you just have like a song playing and you can't prepare yeah when someone like really kills it to that you know that it's all improvised and it makes it that much more impressive
1: so there is a video because my friends uh, I have like I have a lot of dancer friends Um,
3: (laughs) I have a lot of friends guys
1: (laughs) It's most true. of them are dancers um, but they used to have a a, a hip hop dance uh convention not convention but like a whole a whole deal going on here in Houston at one point and my friends would get into cyphers and dance competitions dance battles with actual like big ass name uh poppers and lockers and I remember my friends went against two of the most famous poppers in LA that came down to Houston and you, you don't you don't you don't know the songs right away the DJ just plays the songs but these poppers know every song like you have to be prepared so you have to know every single song to dance to mm-hmm. and I remember they were playing this one song and Bionic uh, is the name of the dancer and he killed that shit because he knew every single beat to this song and murdered my friends and I felt so bad but it was just amazing to watch because you you get tingles I'll send you the clip later I'll post probably post it in the description
3: I would very much enjoy to Alison
1: Stoner S. Kelly who? who? Alison Stoner Alison Stoner S. Kelly who's she? the girl from all the Missy Elliott music videos that grew up
3: oh the girl from Mike's super short show yeah
1: Yeah, get her in there
0: You guys mean the girl from the Sweet Life of Zach and Cody? Sally
3: yeah. Sally from Mike's Super Short Show? Yeah, get her in.
1: <laughs> Do you remember the hand signals they did? Mike's Super Short Show or something like that. Hmm. No, that I girl was Mike's great. Yo,
3: Missy days. Elliott music videos. uh I did. Oh wait, I should have mentioned this. I, I feel like I've mentioned this to you, Jonas. I did hip hop. Like I took classes and stuff mm-hmm. from like fifth through eighth grade.
1: I think you have mace at
3: that. Yeah, and I like competed and stuff, and I won a gold medal for a trio that I was in to Missy Elliott's "Caso" folks, and we had like the whole outfits just like they do in the music video and all that, and a lot of the dance moves were from the music video, and it was very fun.
0: Nice. What was your trio called? What was it called? It
3: wasn't, we didn't have like a name. So like the way that at least the dance stuff that I did worked is you have like, you have like a dance company. And then from that you have like the competing team. Mm-hmm. And then from the competing team, you have like different things so You have like solos, you have like big group numbers and like jazz, tap, ballet, whatever. And then you just have like solos, duos and trios. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, you know, it was like all girls. And we, there was like an all boys hip hop group and they basically took the top three dudes from that. So it was like me and these two other dudes and they had us do a trio. And a ton of the dancer moms were super pissed because they were like, these boys only got a trio because they're boys, which was true. But also like we were the diversity, uh, which is like three white boys, the diversity and <laughs> not great. But that was the times. Uh, and we went to a competition and there was one where we just like we like freaking killed it and the the pride and joy of like our dance studios he's like duet girls that did a thing called me and my shadow mm-hmm. and they're supposed to do like everything in unison but they were a half step off the whole time Ooh. so we beat them and took home like all the trophies <gasps> it was so good and i still have that trophy to this day in my childhood bedroom
1: <laughs> i'm gonna go in houston here in houston
3: yeah my in my place in houston i'll I'm show you it. To, uh... it's like 2003 regional gold
1: <laughs> i'm gonna sneak it to your house and just like take a picture with it and
3: just do please do i love it
1: got your trophy, Shubes. Look at me. <laughs> um, let me see. Uh, okay, so um, before we move on to our our one thing that we do for this show, uh, Shubes and I, Rex, Shubes and I got to see uh, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse when he was here last. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And we did talk about, we had an episode where we did talk about the movie. Uh, and I just love talking about the movie. Plus it won a Golden Globe for Best Animated Movie. Uh Oh, good. It, it, yeah, yeah, that's dude. no competition. Uh, Shoops, uh, any, anything you want to say about that movie and how great it is?
3: Into the Spider-Verse was great. It was just like an, a great film. It's one of those films where you're just like, you have to even separate it as an animated film and just be like, this is just a good movie. It's very enjoyable. Um, and I enjoy that it kind of told a different story of Spider-Man. Um, in terms of focusing on Miles Morales and and the the fact that there are like more than just the Peter Parker Spider-Man I really enjoyed that mm-hmm. um, and it was just I, I liked what it did in terms it's sim- similar to how like the new Tom Holland Marvel ones where they just like oh, skip question. all the origin story stuff mm-hmm. and they're just like hey you you guys know how it happens let's cut to the goodness Um But yeah, it was super fun. The animation style was like super unique. The colors were really bright. Soundtrack was solid. Mm -hmm. It was just much like Breaking. It was just like, it's just a fun movie. But then also like the plot of the Spider-Man one was like actually good and like clever and well thought out.
0: There there was a plot that didn't take five minutes. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah,
3: exactly. But it was just like, it was very fun. and, And honestly, just like the art style was something that I've never seen before, which I think in this day and age of animated stuff whether it's like shows on Netflix like they all kind of look the same mm-hmm. like the the new magic school bus
2: reboot
3: looks exactly the same as like the Carmen San Diego reboot that's coming out yeah. like they all look the same and then like every dreamworks picture looks exactly the same and even like some of the Pixar ones have like a similar vibe but this one I can't think of another animated movie that looks similar or is a similar art style or would use like the colors and the brightness that they did. Yeah.
1: It was super fun. And I told you, uh and Rex that told me, if you want to say Rex. Oh, about the yeah.
0: animation style? Yeah, like Sony patented that shit so no one else can ever do it. Good. That. Like there's a certain animation technique
1: that they made for that movie. They were like, "Well, this is ours now."
0: So good
3: for them. Very smart decision. It it was
1: really smart. Um, I was. I I also like to uh, talk about when I when people ask me about the movie, I say it's a great film, best Spider-Man film ever. uh, To to this day, I think it's the best Spider-Man film, live action or not. Um, but I I love the emotional beats that are in this movie, like the the connections that the characters have with each other, and like, uh. Like the one part that made me like kind of tear up was the uh, Spider Ham part where after Aaron Davis dies, when the pilot dies, they they go back to Miles's uh, room and everyone's saying like we all lost someone. I lost Peter. I lost my uncle Benjamin. I lost this person. And then Spider Ham is like, "That's that's the job. Like, you can't save everyone." And it's such a and Rick said talked about it, it's like it's such a good. Line for the most cartoony character in the film because it's a serious note that you have to like consider.
0: Listen, yeah, and I like how it doesn't like it doesn't shy away from the darkness. Yeah. Like people die. You see a Spider-Man die mm-hmm. on screen. You see uh, Miles's uncle die in that movie. Like they, it, they, like they said, it's a part of the job. It's what happens. We and you can't. You can't save everyone. And I think it's a lesson that movies don't tend to show children, but a lesson that they need to learn. Like, you can't be there for everything, you're gonna take some losses here and there. What matters is how you conduct yourself in the loss, or after failing, or falling, mm-hmm. or losing. Like, what matters is how you conduct yourself and move forward from that and i'm glad that they did that because i don't i can't think of many movies that deal with that kind of subject matter because most of them are like oh you're gonna win you can do it you can do anything but this one's like you're not yeah. gonna do everything
3: yeah it was good it sent good messages and and even just like even some of the other stuff with the one miles is struggling originally like just kind of things like hey you're not ready just yet yeah and and you know that's okay kind of thing it was it was really good and uh i don't know i like obviously my harry potter podcast is very silly but i think like the harry potter movie books do a very good job of this where they kind of teach you lessons without like beating you over the head with them and i am excited for when i have kids like i definitely want them to read the harry potter books because i think you can use the stuff in the stories which are just entertaining objectively uh, you can use them as teaching points. And I think you can do the same with the Spider-Man movies. You can show it to a younger kid and then like have a talk with them afterwards uh, about more serious matters. But at the same time, like it's still just a very enjoyable film and it's not in any way a PSA or, or beat you over the head with it like some other kids' movies did. Like Zootopia was fine, but like the whole time you're watching Zootopia, it's like, hey, yo, don't be racist for like an hour and a yeah. half. And I think that this Spider-Man movie took on some more challenging topics like rex mentioned but not in an overt over the you know beating over the head with it kind of way
0: yeah because the movie's central theme is lost like even the villains Mm -hmm. yeah the the whole point everything that's happening is because wilson fisk Mm -hmm. lost his family Mm -hmm. and like it's very it's there but it's subtle it's not like yeah i just died you didn't save me like shit no yeah Mm-hmm. Uh, also, uh, I I think I mentioned this before, but I fucking love their Otto Octavius. Oh, like, love Liv, that! Liv yeah, Octa- uh, Olivia, live Olivia yeah. Octavius. Real good. The design for her is so cool, and I can't wait for because you know there's gonna be a back to the Spider Verse or something mm-hmm. like that.
3: Uh, I think you the word you're looking for is Spider Verse Two Electric. <laughs> and we're back, baby. Yeah, baby.
0: We brought it full circle, motherfucker. <laughs> But once that movie comes out, I really hope they do the same thing. Like I told Jonas, I hope they do the same thing for this movie or for us, the first one that they do, they, I hope they do it for the second one before a different character. Like I said, like Gwen could be yeah. the main character of the second one. Everything be punk rock or girl rock and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It would just, it'd be just yeah. as amazing. Because it was just like, what the music. what's the music of the movie? What's the score going to be? It's going to be shit that Miles would listen to yeah. on a regular basis. Yeah.
1: Uh, okay. And uh, before we continue on, one more thing. We did get one question because I put on – I did it really late, and two hours before the episode. But uh, the lovely fiancé of Leo Cookman, Carrie, asked, do you still dance in your kitchen every Tuesday?
3: Oh, man. I mean, not every Tuesday. It depends on if I'm cooking on a Tuesday because I definitely always throw on music when I cook. And anytime I do – i I dance along with it. I have a really great kitchen playlist called Soul Kitchen, where it's like all like Motown type songs. uh so it's like I could pull it up, but it's like very much like the the baby driver soundtrack kind of vibe um where like where you've got you know solid amounts of James Brown, you've got some classics. it's a lot and also a lot of which similar to the Din Dada song, it's a lot of like old beats from songs that are like popular rap songs that I like but then I also like the vibe so like the uh one of the songs is like Clean Up Woman which is the the d d d d d from the Gambino and uh, Chance the Rapper song. Uh, yeah, yeah Or just or is it just Game? Yeah, no, it's both uh, of them. my my favorite song. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah yeah. Well, now you can put din dada uh, on there. Yeah. yeah.
1: Um okay. So, Shoops, I told you about this uh this uh bit that we do. Where we, it's called the Power Hour, and mm-hmm. I. All right, I've got sorry,
3: my I've got my sixty shot glasses of beer. <laughs> I'm ready to exactly. go.
1: Exactly, that's what it is. We have to get really drunk. Uh, I know we have you guys have work tomorrow, but it doesn't matter. It's for the podcast. <laughs> no, we. Uh, mm-hmm. I I chose a book. Uh, I'm, I'm We're doing horror seri- horror novels right now. Uh, I chose a book by Owen, Owen King, or Owen King and Stephen King. I guess they're siblings. Uh, and it's called Sleeping Beauties. I haven't read the synopsis yet. Owen King, it's pretty long.
0: Owen King is Stephen King's son. Is it his
1: son? Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. They write books together. Uh, so shoes I'm sending you the link, and Rex, I'm going to send you the link as well. It's it's really long, so it's I think we could do it in two and a half, Rex, if you want to take a two look. Two and a half minute Yeah, if you hour. want to take a look at it. All right. So, so we're going to be reading um, the plot, basically. Mm-hmm. And it's about six paragraphs, so we get two Whoa. each. <laughs>
3: damn Stephen King, why the fuck the- is everything so long? Even your damn plot synopsis. <laughs> I've been listening to the now, fucking audiobook for The Stand for like three years. Jesus.
0: You're sure we can do
1: this in two? Minutes? Two and a half. Two and a half. Two yeah. thirty. Fuck it. Fuck That's it. It's You can mess up words as long as you get just get through it. <laughs> just get through the paragraph alright
3: oh I can read very quickly okay
1: so it will be whoever it's the first one one of us will take the first one one of us will take the second one then the third one and then it'll start over whoever whoever took the first one I'll start first
0: this time cause you did it first okay,
1: last so last shoot last uh, last so Rex will have paragraph one and three and one and four I could
3: uh, I'll get two and five I got I'll it i
1: two and five and then I'll be the anchor okay all right. Um, I'll do the clock. Rex, All if you right. want to. And. <clears throat> let me get my voice right.
0: And, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the two minute, 30 second power hour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and in three, two, one, go.
0: In the impoverished town of dueling. Part of the fictional tri-county region region of the Appalachia. Appalachia, A weird murder occurs. Oh, no, a bizarre murder occurs when two men running a meth lab out of their trailer is are beaten to death by a mysterious woman who sets fire to the lab before allowing herself to be arrested by the local sheriff, Leela Norcross. At the same time, reports start coming in that a mysterious sickness spreading across the world which causes women to fall into a deep sleep cocooned in a strange material dubbed Aurora. The disease is called... I fucks the disease is caused by sleeping women in, uh, caused by sleeping women to enter into a homicidal rage, attacking and brutally murdering anyone that tries to open, their, open the
3: cocoon. Leela's husband, Clint, the chief psychiatrist at the Dueling Correctional Institute for Women, begins noticing a riot occurring among his patients at the same time that the woman who is given the name Eve Black is incarcerated in the prison. As the disease continues to spread through the town, the local women desperate to keep themselves awake, leading to looting and riots. Leela herself falls victim to the illness and is replaced by her alcoholic chief deputy Terry Coombs, who in turn Appoints Frank Geary, a former animal control officer with a short temper, and in, in his second as a second in command, Clint's superior warden Jamie Crow- Coates fires one of her guards, Don Peters, for sexual harassment. He drugs her with Xanax, leaving Clint to protect the dwindling number of still awake female inmates. Clint
1: interviews Eve, learning that she is an emissary to the set on the otherworldly uh, being on who believes that the women are capable of building a secret society of war, abuse, and other evils that she says can caused by uh, primarily by men. Clint, according to her words, is the man whose pr- her purpose is to protect Eve. In a week or so, so when promises secured a women at Aurora, meanwhile Frank and Terry deputized to several new recruits uh, including Peters and juvenile delinquents named Eric Bla- uh, Eric bless and gradually restore the, uh, restore order to Dueling. Rumors of E's ability sleep uh, to sleep and wake without issues spreading throughout the town, leading Frank and quest to start manipulating Terry, goddammit, to take her to prison and somehow save the sleeping woman Clint's son. Jared is managed to slay like other three women to empty house, worried that Frank would use their bodies as hostages. We're not going to make
0: it meanwhile in an alternate dimension women find a post in a post-apocalyptic dueling, which is referred to as our place Lila and Janice uh, assume leadership and the woman begins to establish themselves even in a mysterious uh, in a many mysterious vanishes due to the bodies that have been destroyed in the real world and a group set out to look for survivors instead of coming to a magnificent tree which turns out to be the portal to our place and dueling Elaine nutting Frank's wife Tries to burn the tree down But he But he f- and Sends inmates Jeanette Soler Stop him yeah. Fuck Fucking shit Layla I took man I knew two minutes <laughs> Was not fault. enough time That's To read fault. all this Do you wanna <laughs> Do you wanna try it again In
1: three minutes I think we just gotta Take okay. this L We gotta take this L We H. We try.
3: I could do this we shit If you it. I could do it myself In three minutes
0: <laughs> <laughs> Alright fuck it Nah no, fuck it Let Shubes do it In three minutes By himself Let him do it
1: Let's okay. do it Tell me when okay. to go She's got this from the beginning. Oh, yeah. All from right. the beginning. Ready. Rex, cat, do it. In
0: three, two, one... Solo. In
3: the impoverished town of Dueling, part of the fictional tri region of the Appalachia, a bizarre murder occurs when two men running a meth lab out of their trailer have been beaten to death by a mysterious woman who sets fire to the lab before allowing herself to be arrested by a local sheriff for Lila Norcross. At the same time, reports are coming in of a mysterious sickness spreading across the world, which causes women to fall into a deep sleep cocooned in a strange material. Dubbed Aurora, the disease also causes sleeping women to enter into homicidal rage, attacking and brutally murdering anyone who tries to open the cocoons. Lila's husband, Clint, the chief psychiatrist at the Dueling Correctional Institute for Women, begins noticing Aurora occurring among his patients at the same time that the woman who is given the name Eve Black is incarcerated in the prison. As the disease continues to spread through the town, the local women become desperate to keep themselves awake, leading to looting and riots. Leela herself falls victim to the illness and is replaced by her alcoholic chief deputy, Terry Coombs, who in turn appoints Frank Erie, a former animal control officer with a short temper as second in command. Clint's superior warden, Jamie Janice Coates, fires one of her guards, Don Peters for sexual harassment. He drugs over Xanax, leaving Clint to protect the dwindling number of still awake female inmates. Clint interviews Eve, learning that she is an emissary sent by an otherworldly being who believes that women are capable of building society free of war abuse and other evils that says are caused primarily by men clint according to her words is the man whose purpose is to protect eve a week or, for a week or so when she promises to cure the woman of roar meanwhile frank and terry deputize several new recruits including peters and a juvenile delinquent named eric blast and gradually restore order to dueling rumors of eve's abilities to sleep and wake without issues spread through the town leading frank in a quest to start manipulating terry to take her from the prison to somehow save her from the sleeping women. Clint's son, Jared, and his friend, Mary, manage to hide Leela and three other women in an empty house, worrying that Frank will use their bodies as hostages. Meanwhile, in an alternate dimension, the women find themselves in a post apocalyptic dueling where they refer to as Our Place. Leela and Janice assume leadership uh, and the women to re establish themselves, even as many mysteriously vanish due to their bodies having been destroyed in the real world. A group sent to look for other survivors instead come across a magnificent tree, which turns out to be a portal between Our Place and Dueling. Elaine, nutting Frank's wife, tries to burn the tree down, but you send an inmate, Jean, uh, Jean sorely to stop her. Leela then says, Jeannette uh, kills Jeannette by mistake when she picks up Elaine's gun. Clinton and his allies steal weapons from the police station prompting Frank and Terry to assemble a posse to assault the prison and capture Eve during the attack. Two criminals whom Leela had arrested based on the inmate's testimony use a stolen bazooka to blow up the station and part of the prison, killing 15 women before Vanessa Lampley, a former guard, shoots them dead. Terry commits suicide out of grief and cowardice. Peters and Blass are killed and most of Frank's men desert him, but he manages to reach Eve's cell. Clint, Jared, Janice's daughter, Michaela, an inmate named Angel Fitzroy, and an elderly volunteer, Willie Burke, try to persuade him to spare her life, even as Eve herself promises Frank that killing her is the only way to save his family. Realizing that Eve is trying to prove that men are inherently violent and should be allowed to die out, Clint uses guilt to force Eve and use her power to save Willie when his heart suddenly stops. Seeing this, Frank and the others allow Eve to return to our place where she gives the women the chance to decide whether to return to dueling or stay put. Ultimately, all the women vote to return. As sleeping women around the world wake from their slumber, life slowly begins to return to normal. However, Lila and Clint's marriage already on shaky ground falls apart and they decide to separate with Clint resuming his old job at prison in a neighboring town and Lila resigning as sheriff. Haunted by by Jeanette's death and seeking forgiveness, Leela drives out to where the tree used to stand Five, and asks four, used to for a sign of her presence. Three, a single brown with one of whose forms lands on her hand.
2: He Oh shit.
0: That was amazing. That was <laughs> <fucking> amazing. Oh.
1: <sighs> <sighs> oh.
0: <sighs> Got down to the wire there. I was like, he's closing in on three minutes pretty hard uh, right now. I can feel it. One
1: second left <laughs> and he made it. <sighs> Oh, I did you see my face throughout that whole thing, Rex? Jonas was like, (laughs) 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 Oh shit, (laughs) oh, I was literally on the edge of my seat. Oh my god,
0: oh man, all right, compose yourselves. And ladies and gentlemen, that was the originally two minute and 30 second, but revised as three minute solo performance power hour. By Michael oh Shoops.
1: We're hoping that gets sponsored. <laughs> that 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 segment <laughs> bit gets sponsored. Because I would love Rex to be like, sponsored by...
2: For Loco. Sponsor.
3: Sponsored by MeUndies. You want some sick-ass <laughs>
1: undies? Uh,
3: Those nerds don't advertise
0: on podcasts anymore. Ah, uh, <laughs> uh, fuck. Sponsored by Audible. <laughs> you like books? You don't want us to read the synopsis? Get Audible. There you go. That could work. Or get silent. <laughs>
1: um... Okay, shoes. What are you enjoying this week? Or currently, what are you enjoying?
3: Oh man. Uh, can you come back to me? My brain is like no. wired.
1: Are <laughs> right, so you enjoying anything this
0: week? Uh this week has been a week of me catching up on things that I've missed. Uh there's a lot of like shows from last year that I never finished and I just said fuck it and stop watching. Uh, One show in particular was a show called The Seven Deadly Sins. It's an anime um, that I watched Mm -hmm. years ago and kind of just forgot about it. And I was like, ah, fuck it. Let me catch up on that. And it's good. It's got its faults because the main character is an insane pervert. They try to justify it in the series in the weirdest way possible. But it's otherwise pretty good. Uh, Also, I'm catching up on Attack on Titan, which I need to finish. And there's a lot of new stuff that came out. Uh, specifically, there's a show that I would suggest anyone who, even if you don't like anime, I would suggest people to watch Mob Psycho 100. Oh, I love Mob
1: Psycho. Just like the uh, animation behind that is so good.
0: Yeah, season two just came out. So I'm going to be watching that for a little while. Also, there's a show called Boogie Pop and Other, which is based off of a old novel series from Japan called Boogie mm-hmm. Pop Phantom. And it's really weird, but it's interesting. I'm gonna see where it goes. Other than that, uh, just been listening to a lot of different podcasts, like uh, Super Best Friends is dead, but they are two of their members from that have formed a new podcast called Castle Super Beast that I'm gonna be checking cool. out super, super soon. Uh, and been watching shitty movies on Netflix like Tokyo Drift,
1: even though yeah. I love. Yeah, maybe that movie. we'll do two Fast and Furious with Tubes next. <laughs> Well, we might have, Ooh, to, I'm we down. might have to do too fast, too furious. Too fast. Too, fast. too furious. Too because we don't know how long those movies will stay on Netflix. They
3: have to I get to ten. They have a a to get to ten.
0: I think they'll be up there for a while. Plus they're doing they're doing like spin-off movies for the shit now. They're uh-huh. doing fucking Dwayne The Rock's character and Shaw. fucking Jason Statham's character. Yeah, do you hear what the title up. of the movie Shaw? is?
1: Listen, like Not Shaw as Hawk fast, but shit. still Furious. No, the Fast and the Furious presents. Hobbs and Shaw.
3: Uh gross, 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 gross.
0: Yeah. Weird. Okay. <laughs> uh,
1: this this uh, past week, I've just been listening to a lot of Tiny Meat Gang uh, podcast. I uh, uh, talked about that la- last episode we uh, recorded. But it's it's just been funny to me, so I've just been continuing to try to catch up. Uh, shout out to Cody Ko and uh, Noah Miller. Uh, but that's about it for me. Uh, Shoops?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, I did, just did some quick math. I copy pasted into a word counter. That was 796 words that I said in three minutes, which is 265.3. Words a minute, uh, which is like four and a half words a second.
1: What a show off!
3: (laughs) Just the statistics. Uh, Stuff that I've been really enjoying. um, There is, uh, I've been, I've been going back and I've been watching a lot of comedy uh, stand-up sets on Netflix that I liked, and then I ended up finding some ones that I had missed uh, because of the suggested things. So I like, I found some old uh, Dimitri Martin uh, Netflix sets, which like he's great, uh, especially like his, his new stuff. He's just like. He's like a happy Mitch Hedberg, where it's just like one liners, but all like very cute. And uh, there's just like some really good jokes. And I always have so much respect for people that are able to do one liner stand-up because it is so hard not only to remember, but also like you're just going in and you only have a punchline and you have like no other form of defense or charm to like get by. So that's really good. Yeah. And then also a podcast that I just absolutely devoured. Um, pun very much intended. There's a podcast called The Empty Bowl, which is done by Justin McElroy, um, which is exclusively about cereal. Um, and it's just supposed to be like a relaxing very silly podcast where it's just him and his uh, his buddy Dan who runs a cereal blog called Serial Slee uh, it's just them like talking about like rumors of like new cereals coming out <laughs> okay. and stuff like that and like you know holiday specific cereals and all that and it's just very fun and enjoyable to listen to to two grown ass men talking about their passionate love towards sugary cereal and it's especially fun for me because um I never was able to to eat a lot of sugary cereals growing up because my parents were smart uh, and <laughs> made sure that I, like, ate healthy things. Um, so it's, it's, like, for me, it's, like, uncharted territories when they talk about, like, all of the variations of Lucky Charms and Captain Crunch, whereas, like, I didn't start having any fun cereals until college when, like, my cafeteria had them. And I was like, what if I put chocolate milk in Lucky Charms? No one can stop me now. So... It's uh that's just been fun and it's like a, it's just a very silly fun podcast to to take your mind off of the shit that's happening in this world.
1: What was that like? I have to check that out.
3: What was what? what was that, like, oh, uh, like chocolate, milk. chocolate milk and Lucky yeah. Charms. It's good. So what I used to do in college, the way that I saw is like, I noticed this when I started looking uh, at the things in college, they had like the nutrition facts on all of the cereal exactly. things. And like the nutrition facts of cereal, like it's not that bad. And like fun fact, like Lucky Charms are like actually healthier than you, than healthier for you than Honey Nut Cheerios. Um, yeah. uh, but basically rather than get dessert at the cafeteria, which would be like cake or cookies or brownies or whatever, I used to just get a bowl of cereal and then put in like chocolate milk and that was like for me it's like a healthier dessert that is just as enjoyable so i would say like not as like a breakfast to to have uh chocolate milk and lucky charms but as a dessert it's very good and i'm a huge proponent of cereal for dessert that's so like i'm not a huge sweet tooth nut but i really enjoy like cold desserts so like any sort of milkshake any sort of ice cream um, but if you want to take like a healthier approach, you can like cap off the night with you know like a bowl of uh, honey bunches of oats or whatever, and then you like don't have to feel as bad.
0: I'm gonna teach you something, shoes that you should try. I know you don't do it now as an adult, but you should. You should take some apple jacks, mm-hmm. and you should put uh, the peanut butter flavored Captain Crunch Ooh. into the apple jacks.
3: We're talking peanut butters and apple cinnamon. Interesting.
0: It's it's surprisingly good. Okay. It's really strange. I'll think of it. Some actually, play. making Reese's Cups, or well, not Reese's Cups, Reese's Puffs, where you just mix cocoa puffs with the Captain Crunch peanut butter cereal. Mm. It's better than fucking Reese's Puffs, because Reese's puffs are greasy as fuck. Mm. I've never seen a cereal that's greasy. <laughs> <laughs> but Reese's Puffs is greasy I'll have to give it a shot I was very
3: disappointed when I was very disappointed when uh, chocolate peanut butter Cheerios were very bad I remember I remember I got them because Matt Post made a tweet about them like holy shit these are real and I was like what and then I got my ass to a grocery store and had a bowl they were very gross
0: Cheerios flavored anything not Honey Nut is usually
3: terrible. usually bad in the rare case except for Frosted Cheerios were always good Frosted. and Fruity Cheerios were great because they had all the taste of Fruit Loops but I've never been a, been, been a big fan of the like puffy rings because they're like too yeah. like chalky so Fruity Cheerios are better because I like the consistency of a Cheerio
0: more I hated Fruity Cheerios, not because they tasted bad, but because my little cousin loved Fruity Cheerios, mm. and this motherfucker would leave his bowl ah, on the table, shit. wouldn't put it away himself. Mm. So the fucking cereal would get stuck, because it's fru- I don't know uh. what it is about Fruity cereal, but Fruity cereal will stick to a bowl yeah. mm-hmm. like adhesive glue. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I, was that weirdo, all that I was that weirdo that
1: wanted the weed, I love the weed kind man. of thing where it was like a huge chunk of it and you could you pour milk on it and you kind of break it up with uh, your spoon. Oh, like Weetabix? Shredded yeah. wheat? big yeah, shredded I like, wheat? I was like, kind of oh. person I was like, I want one of those. <laughs> I don't know why. Mm. <laughs>
3: Not a fan.
0: I never got to have the really cool cereals like the cookie crispy. Oh, I didn't have that. Like my mom would never buy that That's shit. Cookies never, never, for, never, they never.
1: tricked people into buying cookies for breakfast. Dude, man, this,
0: the stuff that cereal can do to your body is wild. Like, I remember there was a good month where all I ate for breakfast was Oops All Berries from Captain Crunch. That's a big oops. My sh- my shit was literally emerald green. <laughs> it was terrifying. Electric emerald it's, It is but
3: bonkers that, like, cereal became the thing that's like, yeah, you should eat this for breakfast. Because, like, it is all processed yeah. and, like, not great for you at all.
0: It's not it's like here's straight up like,
3: carbs and sugar to start the day it's
0: just like plain cornflakes yeah plain Cheerios that's it Rice Krispies or no, yeah Rice Krispies I was gonna say Rice Krispies why haven't they made a Rice Krispies treat cereal? I think they did probably because I think they did did they yeah that would make sense but it probably wouldn't work because of the marshmallow stick it doesn't, it doesn't work but no Fuck you're good it. but I'm gonna check that out because I love my Bam Bam
3: it's yeah no it's some good stuff it's called the empty bowl it's very good it's just very relaxing and silly. There's only, like, six episodes up, and they're all 20 minutes. So, like, I plowed through them in, like, a day and a half.
1: <laughs> uh, Shubes, uh if you want to uh, plug yeah. whatever you're working on in your, your social media – Now's
3: the time. Yeah. Um, so obviously Potterless is, is the big ticket. It's me reading the Harry Potter books for the very first time. And I've read them as a kid. So it's me reading them as an adult. My guest is always a Harry Potter expert. And then I'm going through a couple chapters at a time all the way through. Um, so almost uh, just started book seven for the episode. So that's fun. And then I also work on a podcast called Horse, which is about basketball all things basketball except for the wins and losses so we only talk about the fun stuff like internet beefs and player drama and uh all sorts of the extracurriculars in an effort to prove that basketball is just fun to follow like a dramatic television show you don't actually need to know anything about the sport so yeah you can check out the my the harry potter one is called potterless basketball one is called horse if you just search for that and podcast on the internet or any social media you will find it because search engines have gotten way better
1: by the way, Shoops, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story the other day, but I was standing right next to Chris Paul, uh, on the Whoa. court because uh, uh, we got to we got to stand courtside with while he warmed up and he was just shooting he was just knocking threes back and like we got to stand uh, in the line where all the basketball players got to high five us and stuff as they came out. Yo, so I got to high How did you get that? Uh, my brother's part. So my brother has has played basketball all his life, and he's part of this Filipino basketball league. And they worked something out with the Houston Rockets to where uh, it's kind of like an organization, like charity thing, and so they'll give certain amount of tickets or uh, amount of people to go stand courtside and watch them warm up, or become the bench warmers and sit on the chairs while people they, like they watch everyone warm up and stuff like that.
3: Dang, that's incredible! That's so fun! That's so, so cool!
1: Keanu got too excited.
0: How far back is his headline going? I need to know how far it's, back it's, his hair line is. You know, but. it's
1: pretty normal. It's like right there. That's normal, right?
0: For me? My hairline <laughs> has gone, dude. What are you talking about? <laughs> so he's bald, is yeah. what you're saying. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, was all right. He's making like,
1: <sighs> whatever, amount threes. And then like at one point, he like, he's like, okay, I got to go inside. And he like moves one of the people that we're hanging with. And he like, he's like, hey, can you move real quick? And like touches them on the shoulder. And then like shoots from uh from out of bounds. And then goes run real quick, and then my the person that we're with just is like, "Oh my god, he just fucking touched me!" (laughs) Um, But yeah.
0: Carolina's own Chris Paul. Shout out Chris Paul Paul. from Winston Um, Salem.
1: You can find Rex on uh, every social media: Twitter, uh, Instagram. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) what else? (laughs) I was going to say. You know all the social medias. Vine. Vine. uh, And. TikTok Mine feed. TikTok. I don't know if you know this uh, no, shoes, but don't, don't if you don't know this, uh, Rex is actually a TikTok be, celebrity. No,
3: you're not on TikTok. God, don't fuck, fuck you, Rex. Listen, don't be on TikTok. Listen, listen, how, listen, many, listen, how many followers listen. you
2: got uh, now?
3: How many followers 20K? do I have on
0: TikTok? Let's see. No, I don't think I have 20k. I hope I don't. I hope you didn't speak <laughs> that into existence. I've got 19.3k on TikTok. Uh, no. I haven't. I barely post anything, man. I don't know why this many people. Follow. But
1: you can find Rex on all those social media under uh, R E X T E S T A R O S S A. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> and all that stuff. Check out a check out his stuff. He's Rex is literally one of the funniest dudes I know in my life. So I enjoy his stuff.
0: He's all right. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. I am so sorry that I'm one of the funniest. <laughs> That's awful. But you can follow Jonas, Joe Nasty Draws, that's J-O-N-A-S-T-Y-D-R-A-W-Z. You can follow him on Twitter. You can follow him on Instagram. You can, you know, join him on Tuesdays and make those sexual hips get a little bit sexier. You mm. know? And if you want to, you can commission some art from Jonas. He's selling some prints right now. Check out his stuff. Buy some, you know, buy some stuff. Help Jonas, a struggling artist be a be a be a less Please.
1: struggling artist i need a, I need, need a, rex and i need to go visit Shub. so give us money so mm-hmm. i can fly rex out to new york
3: you'll come through this this wonderful apartment now look i'm a big boy i put up shelves this did, weekend put up look shelves? i'm a large boy oh, <laughs> no kelly did all <laughs> the hard bad work bad. and i cleaned <laughs> while she did okay.
0: so uh She's like, get away from here. I'm going to do this. You just keep it. All right. I <laughs> in, can do that.
3: in my defense, they are the exact same shelves that she put up by herself in her own apartment. So she had experience uh-huh. with it. Um, in my non defense, I am a dainty boy that does not do handiwork very and well. And in the
1: defense of the dark arts,
2: <sighs>
1: Slytherin. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay. Well, Rex, Harold, Potten. if you want
0: to go on push this yeah oh it's my turn time to do the do the outro gotcha ladies and gentlemen you have just listened to the universe according to Rex and Jonas we thank you for taking the time out of your precious day to listen to us moan on about cult classic terrible breakdancing movies from the 80s spider-man and the various things that we've talked about while we digress from the main point of this podcast and we hope that you listened to this and you heard some things if you heard some things that you agreed with you know that's great let us know what you how you felt about it if you heard some things you didn't agree with us also just you know give us some feedback tell us how you feel but if you heard something today that absolutely blew your fucking mind i hope your wig ain't get flipped
1: you have just finished listening to the universe according to rex and jonas it is created by brian foster and jonas robinette hosted by brian foster and jonas robinette edited by jonas robinette with help by audio producer kyle c kelly